welcome to the Undecided Podcast. I'm Logan. And I'm Natalie. And we are on Zoom right now because I'm in Colorado. And Natalie's at our apartment. And I'm in LA. <laughs> and we actually we're gonna be reunited in two days. I come home Wednesday. Oh, two short I'm, days. I'm so excited. I've been gone from LA for since what? I want to say two days before Halloween. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. I know, isn't that crazy? Okay, so today we're going to be dropping part two of Taylor's interview, and we talk a lot about body positivity and some people she looks up to in the fashion industry. So stay tuned for that. We're going to just be chatting a little bit and catching up. And if you guys don't want to listen to that, feel free to skip ahead to the interview. But okay, so how yeah. was your Thanksgiving? It was really good. Logan would be really impressed because I don't <laughs> normally cook and I cooked the entire dinner. Stop. Because my brother hosted and it was my brother and his girlfriend and my dad and my other brother and his girlfriend. And that was it. <laughs> and it was just a very small gathering. Oh, and oh, our friend Rash. And it was so small. And we all realized, oh, none of us really cook. So I was like, <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll cook. And I got there the day of it and they had the ingredients for me. And so I had planned to eat at around 3 or 4 p.m. Because that's just what you do, I guess. Yeah. I didn't realize how long it takes to cook everything. <laughs> we didn't eat till 6.30. <laughs> oh, that's not even that bad. I thought you were going to say like 11 p.m. <laughs> but my food wasn't that bad. That's good. Did you cook the turkey and everything? So I did a different type of turkey because I didn't trust myself to do a big one. I wouldn't either. So I, I can't. I took a mallet and know. I pounded out chicken breast. Or oh. not chicken breast, turkey breast. And then I rolled it in this like stuffing thing and baked oh, it that way. That's really smart. That's one thing I never want to do. I never want to make the turkey. It grosses me out. I start to watch my mom do it and I'm like, not for me. Not for me. So I saw on Instagram – your mother, Mama Jen's Kitchen. Yep. You guys had a feast. She makes so much food and they are lectin free, so they can't have any any grains, legumes, cow's milk, uh, sugar, and I'm forgetting something. Oh, nightshade vegetables. So she made a lectin free stuffing out of millet. It was actually Yum. really good. But oh, and then yeah. the one thing that wasn't lectin free that she made was green beans and mashed potatoes. But everything else was lectin free. And so Joey wasn't having because everything was gluten free. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she makes a lot of food though. She made a ham and a turkey. I saw her posts and thought. Wait, are you feeding like 50 people? Is this a wedding? You would think. You would think. It was like 10 sides. I know. It's for like seven people. That was crazy. I know. All of the ingredients that she left out of her stuff is like the only ingredients that I put in mine. <laughs> Milk, dairy, gluten. I know. I was so – I was kind of bummed when she brought the gluten-free stuffing because I was like, damn, I kind of just wanted regular stuffing. <laughs> But then she no. made blueberry pie and pumpkin pie oh. that was not lectin-free. <laughs> Thank goodness. I know. Now, does she 
cook and prepare things in advance or does she cook it all the day of? She does half and half. Like she made all of the, I mean, most of the sides she froze and she made the pies, but like the turkey and the meat and stuff she made that day. So kind of half and half. Yeah. See, I'm trying to learn from my mistakes. Wait, so So, did you not have Thanksgiving with your mom? No. So she, lately she spends it with my stepdad's family. Oh, okay. So that's become like a thing. So then we usually do our own thing. So, but besides your lectin-free dinner, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Everyone just got, my dad is like constantly feeding everyone drinks. Like there'll be an empty glass on the table and he's like, huh, whose is this? someone needs a refill like what he did to you in new york like you're not driving have a little more like, i swear every time i looked at my glass it was full again i, I got all back to taylor's and was like uh i'm drunk <laughs> yeah they had like so it started off with cocktails i don't remember what they oh they had dark and stormies my dad said this was our drink of thanksgiving because it represents the year of 2020 dark and stormy <laughs> And it's, oh, that's cute. It's dark brown rum with Ugh. ginger beer. I, I, don't, I refuse to drink it. So they Ugh. had those. And then wine with dinner. And then old fashions later. And oh, my gosh. It's so easy to drink. I mean, I didn't have an old fashioned. But it's not that much liquid. You can throw those back real quick. They had like five uh-huh. every time <laughs> that someone's drink was empty he'd be like oh, you getting a little slow there you getting a little weak over there you you, you wanna you wanna finish that so we can have another <laughs> like just pressuring everyone it's so funny too because he's always the most sober <laughs> and he just likes to watch everyone else get drunk it's hilarious uh, i want to treat him the same way but with lectins <laughs> yeah feed it like- into his food <laughs> Huh. You don't have any lectins over there? <laughs> you you want some uh some beans? <laughs> he really does know how to get people to party. It's a skill. That's basically it. I mean, I went to bed kind of early, but everyone else just stayed up late and was pretty hungover the next morning. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Did you guys drink a lot? Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, I was pretty hungover actually. I feel like everyone is that's like especially this year i can't even remember what i drank oh my brother's girlfriend made the she made she goes above and beyond she's like <laughs> a baker homemaker love it she made homemade simple syrup cranberry simple syrup with what? her friend her friend makes like a gin they were like really upscale cocktails wow fancy so that's what i was drinking Lovely. <laughs> I know. We're bougie. Yeah, bougie. <laughs> my roll turkey and my fancy cocktail. <laughs> well, before we get into the episode, <laughs> we should say what we are undecided about this week. Yes. Who wants to go first? You. Well, you. You, because I need <laughs> to think of mine. <laughs> okay. You know what? I will go because I am undecided about something. Oh, okay. Okay. So I am undecided about whether or not, and this is serious and I know you're going to (laughs) laugh, if I should (laughs) 
go to law school and study entertainment law or get my real estate license because I'm doing one of two. I think you should do real estate. Now, bear in mind, <laughs> by next episode, this might change because my career yep. path changes weekly. And but that's okay. Just kind of, I just kind of have some gears turning and I'm thinking, well, oh, I, I want to do one or the other. Wouldn't, so law school would obviously take longer, right? Yeah. So I'd probably have to like get a little job. But I'd what if you do it and then, what if you do it and then you just don't like it? I guess you could try real estate well, first and see if you actually like it. Oh, that is true. I don't know. How long does it, it doesn't, I mean, it's not like a four-year degree you have to get, right? No. Now, bear in mind, I know nothing really about being a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. So hopefully one of our next upcoming interviews will be somebody that's in real estate so I can learn a We bit. should actually find someone because that would be a good episode. So maybe that'll be my deciding factor, but I'm just thinking about it. I feel like that'd be a good idea. Yeah. I feel like you'd be good at it. Because my mom stages houses. Right. So I feel like she could refer me. And you kind of know about houses already. You've you've done so many with your mom. You know what to look for. And like, even if a house has ugly interior design, you can see beyond that. Yes. And you kind of just spruce it up a little bit. Here's what you should do. I've got, I've got it planned out for you. Okay. (laughs) You become a real estate agent, right? Yes. And then you and your mom work together to find cool or not so cool rental properties that you can spruce up, rent out for like Airbnb or just rent out in general to people. That'd be really fun. And you could sell people homes, obviously, but you could put you and your mom's skills together. I know. Cause that would be really fun. Yeah. And you guys are so good at making things. I mean, it's, it's not like high budget stuff. Like you guys are so good at taking what people already have mm-hmm. and just doing it on a budget in general. Yeah. So I've been, I've been really thinking about doing that lately. So that could I'm be a cool. undecided. That could be really cool. Now, um, what are you undecided about? Hmm. Well, I guess it could be along the same lines too. I spent time in Nashville and I really want to get an investment property in Nashville, not necessarily live there. I mean, maybe down the line, but like Amazon is moving there and it's becoming like a really big hotspot in real estate. I was talking to this girl I met there and she said that renting is so expensive in Nashville because so many people own properties and rent them out. And I was looking around, I was like, yeah, she's actually right. Like owning a home in Nashville is actually cheaper, like having a mortgage, but a lot of people don't want to like own a home. They want to live there for a little bit and then move on. So I was looking at like houses and stuff and it's, I mean, it's not like crazy cheap, but it's super affordable just to get like a cute town home and like rent it out. But you should do that. I mean, I have no, I have no idea how to do it if that's a good idea like I always I'm thinking like okay well what if I get a place and then no one wants to rent it from me (laughs) I mean we're in a pandemic (laughs) I don't know like we desperately need to talk to some real estate people we do (laughs) I mean they need to give us advice great idea yeah I think it'd be cool and I mean I've always thought owning property is supposed to be such a good thing yeah everyone says it's a great investment but then again, I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know anything about it. I don't know. Now, (laughs) should we just move to Nashville is the question. Yeah, that's the real question. It's so, Natalie, a mortgage on a cute two-bedroom townhome, guess how much? Oh, I don't even know. You don't want to (laughs) know. You don't want to know. I'll move there tomorrow. I will move there tomorrow. It's literally $1,200 and cheaper. It just depends on where you are. And houses... Like, How is that oh, possible? Really? I don't know. I mean, I guess we're just so used to LA prices where you just pay so much money for so little. I feel like paying the amount of rent that we do in LA is like throwing money away. Oh my God. The amount of rent we pay, the house that mortgage would be in Nashville is like a five bedroom house. It's oh my insane. Gosh. Are we but just I mean, doing this all wrong? But then again, you got to weigh the, I mean, in being LA. in LA, it's like, I don't know. But I guess in 10 years, maybe Nashville will be the new LA. Who knows? Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I've been thinking about that. I might look into it. Wow, these are again, some pretty big decisions here. This isn't like. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like. We're not undecided about. <laughs> should I cut my bangs? <laughs> I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your hair looks really good. Thanks. I got it done for the first time in a year. Lovely. That looks really good. It's so funny. I feel like you were meant to be blonde. I know. When Alex was telling me that I should dye my hair brown, I was like, are you trying to sabotage me, Alex? Because (laughs) no. (laughs) I mean, I think it would still look good. But... but you just pull off blonde so well. I just feel like it's your look. And when I was looking at myself with brown hair, I mean, I'm extra critical, obviously, because I'm looking at myself. I just was like, God, I look so pale. And then when I was blonde, I was like, oh, I look kind of tan. <laughs> it's that like contrast of my skin tone. I just think my skin tone suits blonde. Yeah. I don't know. Like when I look back at pictures too, I just look so tired and I look I think I look older when I have brown hair, uh-huh. but I mean, that's just me looking at myself all the time. So when I look at your old pictures of you with really dark hair, I always think in my mind, oh, like that was Logan's emo phase. Yes. It looks like you dyed it dark. I know. <laughs> it's weird. We should post one of those to the Instagram. So people yeah, we should. <laughs> Before Logan and after. Emo. <laughs> My email phase, oh God. And now take a listen as we continue our conversation with Taylor Hill. So Taylor, is there any advice you give to aspiring models that are like, I want to break into the industry, but I just don't know if I can. I would say it's a very tough industry. Mm -hmm. It's definitely heartbreaking at times. It's extremely competitive. It's right place at the right time, the right people. And it's judged based off the way that you look, Mm -hmm. which can be extremely damaging to your self-esteem if you're really not cut out for it. So the number one thing I would say is to make sure that you have a backup plan at all times. Because even though I was successful when I was in my teens I had an education I graduated high school early I had a high school diploma if I wanted to go to college I could I always had a way out an option to like do something else mom and dad were Mm -hmm. always very 
real with me like if this doesn't work out what do you want to do think about that just because it's such a a crazy business what made me more confident in modeling was that I didn't feel like I solely depended on it Mm. it was my only option I had to only do this I knew I have an education I can go back to college if I want to if I fail as a model I want to be an interior designer or study graphic design or go to art school or anything in in some form of art or creativity so I always had a backup plan because it doesn't matter sometimes how amazing you are or how beautiful you are like it's 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 intense and I truly believe I got lucky and it was right place at the right time I definitely think that if you're starting out then what helps your confidence and what helps your success is if you already feel successful in something else. Mm. That makes sense because I feel like if you aren't desperate to make it work because it's dependent on your entire life, you're more free to have fun with it and be more yourself because it is so dependent on you, your personality, your looks. You are the job. You can't just go into work and clock out and still get a paycheck. Yeah. And also I would say to aspiring models is you really have to love it. Like Mm. you have to love your job because, you know, I know a lot of people who don't and and they don't get hired anymore. And a lot of people are doing it because they think it's one thing, but it's actually not what they think it is. I don't know what people think modeling is, but I think people think it's glamorous. Oh, yeah. There's hard work behind it. So hard. It's so hard to do. It's extremely long days you're away from home. I don't see my family for months at a time. Even when I was a teenager, I was alone a lot of the time. And if I wasn't, it was just one of my family members, like my mom or Logan. And I was homesick and I was upset and I was traveling and I was cold and I was too hot. And I, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. 16 hour days for no money. You're just like doing all this work and you're like, I'm not even getting paid. But that's the beginning and that's what it takes. And if you don't love it mm-hmm. and if you don't think this is where I'm supposed to to be, this is what I'm supposed to do, then this is the right industry for you. It's heartbreaking, yeah. backbreaking work. And if you're not cut out for it, that's what you're getting into. So always have an exit plan. Mm-hmm. Always have a backup. Not to be discouraging or anything. <laughs> because... It also can be amazing and, and it's it's yeah. beautiful and it's fashion and it's fun and it's artistic and it's creative and it's cool. And that's why I loved it and fell in love with it and, and didn't care that mm-hmm. it was so hard because I would have amazing days. The, after such a terrible, hard, heartbreaking day, the next day would be so much fun because fun music and Madonna on set and a really cool photographer mm-hmm. and amazing clothes and I loved it. And so... What kind of sets do you love? What makes a photo shoot fun for you? I think there's a few key aspects to a great day. A good hairstylist that is gentle on your head. (laughs) A nice photographer or a fun photographer or just somebody that is decisive. And also what really helps from a photographer is to show me a mood board or a vibe. Yes. Or to help me with lighting and being like, you know, keep your chin down for this because the light... Direction is also extremely important because if they don't say anything right. or tell me like what looks good or actually turn to the, turn the other way. But then I've worked with people who are just like, 
don't let you move at all mm. and that's painful like you, know, you have you have something in mind in exactly your- I'm, and then I've been in moments where I'm like I oh, god I wish I could move a bit more mm. you know and that's always really only if they're shooting on film because, right and then I have an understanding for it film is like you can't really move it's all about focus and light and blah 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 but yeah I definitely think the photographer is super important they really set the tone of like right. how it's going to be if they're a decisive photographer and they know what they want I love that because I'm in their hands mm-hmm. as a model my job is to become a character and to be that character for everyone on set for the photographer for the art director for the editor of the magazine for the stylist whoever I'm there for my job is to be that for them it doesn't matter about me I let my go I become this person for the day so for me it's like I want them to tell me what they want Mm. because I will do it but if they don't express it then yeah you're like wait what am I doing exactly so I love it when they're like they know what they want they show me a mood board you know I was just working with a photographer the other day and they were like today's vibe is 90s supermodel like think Christy Turlington you know Linda Evangelista like supermodel vibe and I'm like all right you just get into character and I just get into it and I just do it and they're like you're amazing and they barely have to direct me because I know exactly what what the vibe is so and then when they do and they're just like you know for light purposes like oh maybe like turn to the other side Mm. just tweak this and do that and then I'm like okay cool but I'm still in character you know I'm still doing this I'm being like Mm. Chrissy Turlington and channeling my inner Linda Evangelista (laughs) so it's definitely helpful to have a vibe or a mood what's the vibe Mm because then I can deliver that because that's your job as a model is to become like, it's like acting. Who's the character? Who am I? What's her story? You know what I mean? What has she been through? We don't know. That actually leads me to our next question, which is what are your future career goals? Do you want to try acting or designing or what do you see in your future? I mean, I definitely <laughs> did not ever see myself being an actor only because of how shy I am and everything I had to overcome to just do modeling. If I did acting, it would be another level to overcome. Mm-hmm. And I've done a couple things and been on small movie sets and done teeny tiny roles that are like three minute scenes, but they take a day to film. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. It was really fun, but it was definitely nerve wracking. I was so nervous. I felt like a teenager all over again. I was like, oh my God, like shaking. Like, yeah. Oh, am I doing it right? <laughs> Because you're talking and modeling, you don't ever talk unless someone's interviewing you. It's similar because I'm not afraid of a camera. That's the only thing is like cameras don't scare me. I'm not nervous on a film set because I'm being filmed. Mm -hmm. I'm like nervous on a film set because I have to talk. You have done like a little bit of video and stuff, but you're probably not used to having to speak to a a certain, and like to another person because usually on to set you're person, yeah. alone or if you're not alone you're just kind of posing and moving with other people not necessarily having a scripted conversation exactly that's what's very different is having someone opposite you in a scene and you're like feeding off of this person having a conversation that you've had eight times because that's what movies are is they cut yeah. and you do it eight sometimes more. 75 more yeah. times and acting like you've had this conversation for the first time every time. It, it was just, it's been a very strange experience like doing it, but I definitely like it. And mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I'm interested in. And I love everything that I have, but I just want to continue to just do what I love. 
I love acting. I love being on set. I've loved the experiences that I've had so far. There are some things that obviously come with it, like coming from an industry that I come from, but I'm, I don't care. Is it difficult to manage your social life, your family life, your dating life, and everything else alongside your crazy career? Yes, it's pretty hard. I don't get to see my family a lot in Testos. How many times do you see me a year and well, shoot me? With like, Before quarantine, I think we all saw each other only on holidays. Yeah. And maybe once in the summer for McKinley's birthday. And it would be for only a week, week and a half at a time. That's about it. Unless mm-hmm. I happen to be in New York where I was shooting with you. But even then, it's more like, all right, we're working. Let's get this done. It's not like, oh, let's hang out and like go here, go there. And I definitely think... It's super tricky because my life is so last minute. I only have friends in fashion, kind of. Mm-hmm. My best friends are models because they travel just as much as I do. And they understand that I bail and I can't always hang out. Yeah. Or we have plans to go to lunch two days from now, but then I have to cancel because I'm working. Anybody else would be like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) you're so flaky. It's not that I'm flaky. It's just my job, you know, and my job is important to me. Not more important than you, but definitely important. And they understand that because they do the same thing to me all the time. My best friend was supposed to come and get her hair cut by my mom today. And she was like, I'm meeting my agent. All right, cool. You know, because I'm like, that happens. And to forget about dating, like, it's definitely strange oh, yeah. to balance Jason Momoa's all of that. married. <laughs> yeah, Nolly's like, well, there is Jason Momoa. I know, it's like, Jason Momoa, but he's married. <laughs> Brad Pitt, oh, dating. Oh, he's shoot. dating someone too. Oh, no. But I also feel like if you meet the right person, they're just going to get it. And they right. just kinda, you just make it work. You just figure it out. Everyone in your life kind of has to adjust as well. Everyone has to understand, like, oh, Maybe she can't come to Thanksgiving this year because there's a big job. Like, I remember you didn't come one year. Well, I came late that one year because I came from the Victoria's Secret Fashion right. Show in Shanghai. And then I had to fly to Dubai and I was in Dubai. And then I like literally the craziest flew stuff. on Thanksgiving Day from Dubai to L.A. to Winter Park and then drove hours to like get there and then I arrived at like 9 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day because (laughs) (laughs) I have a weird question what's the longest that you spend in one place before you have to go to the next one before COVID I would say the longest I was in one place was probably 10 days at a time in one place oh my gosh before COVID I had never been in one place for more than 10 days crazy for years probably eight eight plus years <gasps> do you ever Whatever. get sick of it do you ever just get sick of an airplane and sick yes of traveling i hated it uh. at one point it was just awful because actually that time that i was late to thanksgiving I had altitude <gasps> sickness oh god because i was at thirty thousand feet for days on end so i was literally dehydrated exhausted jet lag crazy time zones like 12 hour plus flights in a matter of days and my body just had a meltdown. Nally had a great question that I actually don't know the answer to. Have you ever tripped on the runway? Yes. When? Because yeah. I actually and don't know this. What do you do to recover? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't remember what show it was, but I was quite young. I was probably like seven, 16 or 17. And I 
had a really quick change, like a super tight change. I was outfit number seven and then outfit number 17, which means there was 10 seconds between (laughs) when I left the runway to when I had to be back on the runway. And they didn't strap my shoe in all the way. And it started coming undone, but I was really lucky because I was literally about to turn right and exit the runway and the shoe like came unbuckled. And I kind of stumbled. I didn't like fall to the ground. When I watched the video of the show, they just cut it out. But people saw it and they were like, oh no. And I was like, I'm fine. (laughs) But I've never hit the ground and fallen yet. Well, yeah. That would be such a fear of mine. And I have friends who have fallen, you know, and you just. It happens. It happens. It's just something that's just like, oh, whatever. It's just, it's not the end of the world. You just get back up and you keep going or people help you up. It's not a big deal at all, but it's definitely terrifying because I've been in some scenarios where I'm like, I'm definitely going to fall for sure because I have small feet for a model I'm (laughs) 5'11 and I have a seven and a half foot so Uh the shoes are always two sizes too big I'm in these platform heels that don't fit and I'm just like I'm going down tonight (laughs) it's good that you haven't yet it's actually uh, honestly I don't know how how I haven't just completely biffed it yet so modeling is so interesting to me because your job is pretty much about your body yeah and I know you've been told oh she's too skinny and now she's too big to this and recently the body positivity movement has kind of taken over and people are a little more accepting but I know you said the other day you really didn't go through like puberty until until you were in your like what 20 21 your body didn't start changing and when I started changing and of course when you get older your body changes Mm -hmm. but when that depends on your job what was that like for you? I honestly didn't even see the change until somebody said to me, you need to lose weight. And the first time I heard that, I was like, what? The whole realization of, oh my God, I'm not 14 anymore. And I definitely struggled, still struggle sometimes with it. Even with body positivity and this whole movement, which is amazing and something that I love and something that needs to continue to evolve, I still feel we have a long way to go. Definitely. Mm. Here's the problem. When you first start out in modeling, you're very young and you're naturally thin. You don't have to work out. You have no issues. And then these girls do hit their 20s and go through puberty a bit later than everybody else in life. And... They start gaining weight, and that's not okay all of a sudden. And that's where it's wrong mm-hmm. because little girls turn into women, and then once they turn into women, they're no longer high fashion enough. Mm-hmm. And that's really sad because there is more representation on the runway in some senses, but in a lot of ways there's not. There's a size zero, a size two, and then a size 12 right and nothing in between right wait so what size were you when you were told that you had to lose weight i was a size four which is so crazy which is so because small. that's so normal that's and the so biggest small. i've ever been is a size six and i didn't work because i was too big which i and think what's is so crazy. crazy what's so crazy is that i have never once seen you and thought oh she's gotta lose weight (laughs) you know what i mean so it's crazy to me that at any point in your life that is something that someone has said yeah and i think too people don't realize that being a size six 
I am personally am a size six, size eight. I have never once seen my body type anywhere in fashion. It's either size zero or plus size. There's absolutely nothing in between. And when you and I were wearing the same size jeans, you're taller than me. So you didn't necessarily look, oh my God, like she definitely gained some pounds. You looked normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but I was a size six. Yeah, but you were a size six. Which in is, fashion, that's, that's a no-no. No. There should be more representation in between those sizes because most girls, especially, what, 24, 25, 26, that's our size. Yeah. To me, that's so normal. But in fashion, that's unacceptable. You're not a curvy girl. Mm-hmm. You're not a fashion girl. You're somewhere in between. And there's nothing for that yet. Yeah. And, and I think that for me was the most frustrating thing because I was just like, so now I have to lose weight. And then it's like just like damaging for your mentality because, you know, I went through probably a year or two of just extreme body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Of just like, oh, my God, I'm fat. I can't eat. Or obsessive working out right. or you know what I mean mm-hmm. I felt so bad about myself and I just shouldn't have I was beautiful as a size six there was absolutely nothing wrong with me why can't I walk the runway as a size six but curvy girls get to walk the shows instead like mm-hmm. do I, I have to be a size zero or a size 12 I, that doesn't make any sense yeah. And I love the fact that curvy girls get to walk the runway. That's absolutely groundbreaking in the fashion oh, industry. Yeah. One of my favorite people of all time and somebody I admire and look up to and love more than anything else is Ashley Graham. Mm-hmm. She was groundbreaking. A fucking legend, that woman. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. about her is just like, I love you. Thank you. It's like, well, fuck everyone else. She gives me confidence to to be healthy to be active to work out for just being healthy not to lose weight it's like on Mm -hmm. her instagram we're doing this workout to be happy move our bodies blood flow feel good release positive endorphins and i'm like yes that is what fitness should be that is what being healthy should be not because I'm a size six and need to be a size zero. Right. Mm-hmm. Fuck everyone. You know, yeah. I'm going to be like her. I'm going to work out because I want to be healthy. I love exercising. I love working out because I went through a phase where I did it to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Now I don't work out to lose weight. And it, there needs to be more of an in-between and it needs to be okay to be 24 years old. You need to be six feet tall, be 24, but have the body of a 14-year-old. Right. Yeah. Let's not cool. expect you to never age and not grow. No. It's impossible. You can't. I absolutely physically cannot look the way I looked when I was 16 to 19. And if yeah. I ever looked like that at 24 years old, the amount of young girls that follow me, they probably already look at me and just think mm-hmm. body goals. You right. know? And here I am being like, I'm... I'm not skinny enough. That's wrong. I am good enough. How I look now should be 100% acceptable and okay. Social media has played a huge role in that where people are like commenting on your body all All the the time. time. You're posting a picture thinking you look amazing and then it probably happens to you. You're looking at someone else on social media and comparing yourself. Yeah, like people always comment about my body and then I do lose weight and then I get comments of like, oh, she's too skinny. And I'm like, literally a month ago, I was too fat. Like, I don't understand. No, you can't win. I can't win. It's so annoying. You know what the number one most asked question is for me and probably a lot of girls that are in some sort of public figure? 
what's your diet and exercise routine? Do you think they ask men that question? No. I mean, maybe The Rock. But, <laughs> yeah, maybe The but that's Rock. About, that's like the only man who people care what their body it looks like or what their diet and exercise routine is. Who yeah. cares what your body is? Like, and it's just so Young obnoxious. girls are just listening to like, oh my God, what is she going to say? Because I'm going to do exactly what oh, she's yeah. doing. Oh, Don't yeah. do that. Don't. Whatever I do, please, I beg of you, anybody <laughs> listening to me, and you read an interview. They ask me these questions, so I feel like I have to answer and say something. I try and say 70% healthy, 30% whatever, because satisfy your cravings as you should. But just do whatever is right for you. And everyone's different. Like, and one that's thing what is I want to answer every yeah. time. I just want to scream at these reporters and be uh. like... Do what is right for you. Who mm-hmm. cares what I do? I am different than you. I yeah. am different than my best friend who is six feet tall in Dutch. Like It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what one person does. Find what's right for you. What do you love? And what makes you feel good? What makes you happy? If I say I yeah. do CrossFit and hit, hit workouts, high intensity interval training, and you try it and fucking hate it, but you heard that I do it so you continue to do it, no, 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 no. Please stop. Mm-hmm. Please don't do it. Please try something else. Yeah. I beg of you. What's your favorite food? And eat it. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite diet? And do it. What's your favorite way to exercise and do it? Because that's the only way you're going to be happy. That's the only way you're going to feel confident is if you do what you love to do and that will make you feel good. Because any type of exercise, who cares what it is, releases endorphins in your body, which is positive. So literally just do what makes you happy. Don't do what I do. I remember being a senior in high school and there was the... Victoria's Secret oh my model God, yeah. workout and the diet. And I would do that. Gotta get the Victoria's Secret. Because that's what the body. industry labeled as the perfect body. Even though body. I'm 5'6", yeah, and I'm not. never going to have that body. And you know what? You're no not what. six feet tall. Like, I am really tall. Where is yeah. it going to go? So, but you yeah. know what is good? You know? I think the industry is changing a little bit. Like, they are hiring more diversity and body is, types. I'm so happy. It's any, and everything else. So I think the industry is catching up, but there is a long way to go. Like there is psychological damage that has been done. Yeah. You know, there is. And I think it's just anything in between what's being shown right now is 1000% okay and should be seen as okay. And who cares if I I gain or lose weight? (laughs) Cut me some slack, y'all. I mean, a great start in the industry would be to let Taylor walk the runway as a size six. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Are you kidding? That's so bad groundbreaking and it shouldn't even be like groundbreaking that should just be like normal normal because i felt great (sighs) so taylor what does a typical day in the life look for you now of course it's going to be different but maybe give us what does a day off look like for you and what does a day on set look like for you for me a day off is i like to sleep in because I'm not a morning person. And it also yeah. just like depends where I am. If I'm in New York, I wake up late and I watch TV in the morning. I have a cup of coffee. I get warmed up and then I always have boxes I have to go through, suitcases I have to unpack. So I love to organize. I'm such a weirdo. Like I love going through things, Can't organizing, relate. throwing things out, cleaning, and then take Tate to the dog park with his best friend Mason (laughs) and we have lunch and then I come back home and 
clean some more and then potentially if you know we're going out for dinner with some friends I'll do that or I'll just like order food in I love sushi I love mm. sugar fish I love ordering sugar fish is my favorite mm. food and then a work day for me is I wake up as late as possible because again I'm not a morning person uh-uh. <laughs> I do not work out before work I've I seen this bitch crazy. roll out of the bed at 7 a.m. when the car is coming for us at 7 10 throw on a jacket and out the door meanwhile I need to have a full-on morning I, I need I, I need to have an hour Ugh. Gross. But she can just roll out and just go. That's what do I do. It. I love doing that. I just as much sleep as I can get, I do. I have to set my alarm for like half an hour before I'm supposed to get out of bed, so I can at least hit snooze <laughs> three times. <laughs> and then I get up, and I the only thing I have time for is to like brush my teeth and put my clothes on, and I go to work, and I have my first cup of coffee at work usually. And then I have a full day, which is like an 8 to 10 hour day, sometimes 12 hours. It depends what the day is, if it's a Victoria's Secret or a contract day or an editorial day. I always have a good day. I like my job. I like to work. Mm-hmm. It's fun for me. So I go to work. I see some people I know, maybe some friends, have a good time, have a chat. And then, you know, depending on the, the shoot, I get to bring my doggo. He's my mascot. Everybody loves him. Then I come home and I take a shower, call my friends, what are we doing tonight, maybe we're out to dinner, or maybe I stay home if I had a long day and like take a bath, go to bed, work the next day, do it all over again or not. Exciting. The glamour. Yeah. (laughs) The absolute glamour. Or I'm traveling and then I have to work and I'm rushing and I'm packing and I've packed a whole suitcase because I'm going somewhere and I have to land, go to straight to set that day, you know, work all day, go to a hotel, sleep at night, wake up at 5 a.m., come back home because I'm working the next day. It really just depends. Like it's so spastic and Mm -hmm. all over the place. Fast paced. Yeah. Or I'm at work and I find out while I'm at work at lunchtime that I'm leaving that night because you're on option for the cover of French Vogue. Like, go home and pack your suitcase and you're on the latest flight out from New York to Paris. So something that we ask everybody that we're interviewing is what is something that you are currently undecided about right now? And it can be anything from food to shoes to any life choices. Honestly, everything. My whole life is undecided. I didn't know I wanted to do the industry that I'm in. I wholeheartedly live a very undecided life. I'm the epitome of this podcast. There you go. I'm working tomorrow, but I don't even know what time my call time is. (laughs) I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know what studio I'm at. No decisions have been made, honestly. (laughs) And, And that's what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. I don't know. So that's me. And what a perfect first guest. Well... Thank you for coming on our podcast, Taylor. Oh, I think this is <laughs> insightful. I learned Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs> See ya.